0: Feelings of overwhelm, uncertainty, anxiety, they can come from so many different parts of your life, but one you might be thinking about more and more, the one you could find yourself lying awake at night, staring at the ceiling and thinking about, well in 2020 that could be the environment. Whether you live and work on the land, you own a business that works closely with the agricultural sector, or if you live in town and for the first time in your life you've had to count the minutes you had to shower each day because of drought, the environment can affect everything from your livelihood to your mental health. Welcome to Let's Talk, a podcast about mental health in rural and regional Australia. I'm Kaya Handley, and in this episode, we're looking at how concern for the environment and put a strain on your mental health. Australia is known for its intense weather patterns, drought, floods, fires, cyclones, east coast lows. But what does it mean to be anxious about the environment around you? Kylie Atkinson works with the Rural Adversity Mental Health Program. This is how she describes it.
1: So it's being really mindful of what's going on with the weather. Um, It links to droughts, floods, bushfires. But it's just keeping that um, on someone's mind all the time, that they're thinking about what's happening and they're worrying about what might happen. They're watching weather reports and, and feeling like there's something they've got to do in response to that.
0: How can that start affecting our lives?
1: Like any kind of anxiety, as soon as we start focusing in on something, it tends to start to feel bigger than it is. And the second part of it is that it's not actually something we can control, so worrying about it, watching it doesn't actually change the outcome of um, what the rain does or or what the flood might do or what the fire might do, but Mm -hmm. if we're spending all of our time thinking about that and worrying about it, it's going to impact on on our level of resilience and negatively affect our stress levels.
0: Can we see it starting to uh, impact or change our behaviours?
1: Definitely. So um, sleep is one of the big things with environmental anxiety, like any um, kind of anxiety, that if we're not sleeping, um, we're not going to feel as good during the day, not going to have energy. It's going to change our thoughts. It's going to change our um, levels of concentration and the thinking that we do and, unfortunately, the decisions that we make. So if we're worrying about something we can't control, it's impacting on our physical health through our sleep. It's also going to impact on the um, quality of the decisions we're making about what we're trying to do to manage it in the first place.
0: But it's not just natural disasters that can make you feel anxious about the environment you live in.
1: So um, I'm based on in Foster on the mid-north coast. So so much of our environment is part of um, the economy here in terms of fishing, in terms of farming, mm-hmm. in terms of tourism. So any changes in the I guess, the longer-term situation of our environment are going to contribute to those feelings of anxiety that people have because it's potentially going to impact on their livelihood.
0: Kylie and her family lived through the horrific 2019-2020 bushfire season in New South Wales. She says the trauma of that leads to a different kind of environmental anxiety again.
1: We're seeing a little bit of, um, I guess, that replay coming up as we head to a 12-month anniversary in this region. I was at one point evacuated with my family from my home. We were lucky enough to keep our house and everything around it. But every time someone has a burn-off now, you know, the phone goes off and everyone's checking in on each other and how big is that fire and are they safe and as soon as there's smoke, um, we're noticing it more. Um, Our kids didn't want to use the fireplace this year because they were quite anxious about the fire even though it was contained. Mm. So even though we know we're okay, it still brings up all those things that we've experienced before and makes us start to monitor what's going on around us, which again cycles back into those thoughts of anxiety
0: acknowledging those triggers, whether it's a hazard reduction burn, whether it's someone having a bonfire, whether it's just that it's a hot, windy day, by acknowledging them, how can we deal with them, make sure that we're okay?
1: I think it's really important to talk to someone about it um, to raise those concerns. So as hard as it is with all the neighbours ringing one another, (laughs) it's still a good thing that we're talking about it. It's far better than sitting there by yourself worrying about it and not talking to anyone. And that doesn't necessarily have to be a health professional. My husband's the first person I go to with my worries and it's just about voicing them and making them real and checking in with how other people are feeling but also being really realistic about what you can do. So I can ring my neighbour and say, are you okay? Is that just a burn that you're doing in the yard? I can do those things, Mm -hmm. but it's sitting there worrying about what I may not be able to control that's going to make me feel far worse.
0: How does environmental anxiety impact people on a daily basis? Where better to look than our farming community? People who hold their breath for the perfect conditions. Rain, but not too much and not at the wrong time. Enough cool weather, but not thick frosts. Heat, but not drought. It's such a fine balance and the last few years, New South Wales farmers have been battling dry times. During this Peter Gorman took on a drought support role. This is the environmental anxiety pressures he sees put on farmers. I mean,
2: we've just been through a significant dry period, so the the environmental pressures around actually having the water for crop or the water to to sustain animals, so there's all welfare issues around. A farmer has to deal with purely around environmental. It's something where they rely so significantly on for their business, but they need to balance that with the realities of what they can
0: and can't control. It doesn't just happen in bad times, though. Environmental anxiety can pop up even in the middle of a good season.
2: I've heard some stories in not-too-distant past or in the last couple of weeks of people having to, issues where their crop has been too good and the crop's starting to fall over. So it's meaning people are putting animals in on crops to eat them out rather than being able to harvest them for seed or whatever. You know, while, while putting animals in on the crop is good because they they have something to eat, mm. the return on the, the return on that crop isn't necessarily going to match what they would hope for or plan for. So it's it's the fine balance between not having being able to do stuff and the, and too much, which is beyond what can be done for the for the animal or for the for the farmer.
0: The wider public who don't live on the land would be surprised to hear that there's even that environmental anxiety in a a good season. Do you think that is a little less understood by the wider community?
2: Someone running down the highway just sees green stuff up to the fence. They don't necessarily know what it is or what the requirement is to get the best out of it or anything else like that. All they see is the green stuff and think, you beauty, everyone's doing it easy. But that can be far from the truth.
0: When Peter visits farms across western New South Wales, what does he do to support farmers managing environmental anxieties?
2: My job's to understand that this happens for them. My job's to go for a walk with them in their life. My job's to, to help them gain their own confidence back quite a lot of the time. It's, it's to allow them to express the doubts and hopefully, whether it's just being there for a conversation or helping them find more in-depth solutions, but just to allow them to express their doubts, allow them to not be alone in their decision-making process. Whatever happens, they are the experts in their life. It is not my decision or not my right to tell them what to do, but it's to be there and understand the pressures they're under and help them come to their decisions and lead their life the way they want to.
0: Is it sometimes just being that ear for them to out loud talk through what they were thinking anyway?
2: Very much it is about being the ear and quite often the question is, so what is your plan? How are you going to go? And letting them either have the discussion with themselves in front of you but not alone or bounce ideas off you or maybe provide an alternate viewpoint for or help them Get, uh, get to services or give them options with services they may want to discuss, just allowing them the freedom to do it themselves. When you talk to a farmer, or my belief is when you talk to a farmer, you are talking their business but also their private life. Very, very few of them in any business, or very, very few people in any business want to tell everybody all about their business Mm. but if you're talking to a farmer you're talking his life his future his potential kids future maybe his parents future maybe his parents past but you're also talking about what is potentially a multi-million dollar business maybe not in profit but definitely could be in turnover and these people have a right and an expectation of privacy They have every right to that, Mm. but they need an independent person, quite often, who they trust over time to not tell everybody else what their life is.
0: Preparation, it's a simple word, it goes a long way to creating some level of control over the environmental anxiety you might feel. But as Kylie Atkinson says, you can't prepare for
1: everything. I've never seen so many people clearing gutters and hosing houses down as when the, um, I guess the threat was imminent and we do respond very differently to, to flood and bushfire because there is an imminent threat. We do know it's coming. But things like drought, it's really hard to prepare for and what we did find is most farmers were really well prepared but it just went for so much mm-hmm. longer than anyone could have anticipated and you know, it gets really difficult. So doing, yes, what you can to prepare, but also accepting that in Australia we we do have some really strange things happening with our weather and just being mindful that no matter how prepared you are, something can happen. And it's about being supportive of people in the community who do experience issues with those weather um, disasters as well as including drought in that, even though it's not acute.
0: I'm wondering if we need to add COVID into environmental anxiety when it comes to like germs and surfaces and going to supermarkets and being out around people. Is this a a new one in this space, do you think, Kylie?
1: Um, I think it is, and yes, it might not be related to the weather, but it definitely interacts, in, interrupts the way that we um, communicate with each other. Um, I was talking to someone about that this morning where he said, I always shake someone's hand when I meet them, and not only are you not doing that now, you have this awkward, yeah, I can't touch you, which makes people feel uncomfortable at the starting point of a conversation, which would have normally been a warm welcome. So people are walking around concerned about germs, concerned about getting sick, concerned about interacting with other people. And it does leave us with that heightened sense of anxiety of that. Again, like with the news and the weather report, we're watching the news, we're watching the numbers of cases, we're watching this, which all adds up to the anxiety that we're feeling.
0: Peter Gorman says it's important to look at the support networks you have outside the farm to help keep you mentally well.
2: No farm, no paddock, no property ever looks the same when you're outside the gate one of the biggest things they need to do is get off and get off the property and look outside back into their business. And getting outside that front gate, not getting bogged down into that one property, it always looks different from outside. You can't live your business every hour of every day. You need to be able to walk away. You need to be able to look at it from outside to create perspective for yourself. Quite often, the best way to do that is to have a physical break outside the property. Mm. And that might be cycling or that might be going down to the going to the dam and camping in the caravan or in the, in the tent for 24 hours, but you have to allow time outside your property to look at it from a distance.
0: When there is so much in this space, in this environmental space that you can't control, what can you control to make sure that you stay mentally well, in your mind, Peter?
2: Everybody... Is to stay connected to family and friends and everybody needs to get reasonable sleep and eat right I've got a transport background and I know what it's like to work all night and try and make sensible decisions on four hours sleep and it's not the best thing you can do for yourself you need to get decent sleep you need to eat right nobody's ever lived well on four hours sleep a night and then eaten. Poorly mm. to make good decisions, it's it's a recipe for bad decisions, it's a recipe for poor lifestyle.
0: Kylie Atkinson has some tips for managing anxiety that might be brought on by environmental factors. It's
1: just really important, as I said, to look after yourself and talk to people about that, whether it's a friend or a family member or moving on to a health professional. We always say that a GP is a really good place to start because they're generally accessible in the community and they're going to be able to help you um, I guess, figure out what's going on in terms of your mental health but potentially any other health issues as well and they're also the link to other supports in the community. Unfortunately with COVID so much has gone online now and there's really great options online to get support and that can range from having like a a Skype or FaceTime style conversation with someone to being able to text message someone and get some support that way. So it's not just going online and reading information about anxiety, you can actually engage with professionals that way. But most importantly, it's about trying to do the things that we enjoy. And it doesn't mean you're out having fun five hours a day, Mm. but if you can just stop and smell the roses, stop and have the cup of tea without rushing around, just take the time to breathe and slow down a couple of times a day, that's all going to contribute to how well you're managing anxiety generally. The
0: final word in this discussion goes to Peter, who says, "Well, it's hard, the hardest thing you might have to do, honesty. Being honest with yourself. With the people around you, will help you prepare, overcome, and get through environmental anxiety.
2: A farmer needs to be honest with himself. If he has concerns, if the envir- if his environmental issues are causing him concerns, he needs to be honest with himself and address what they are. Mm. Leave your stories for your grandkids. Leave your you what know, the porcupine for the pub on Friday night, but be honest with yourself about what is causing you trouble, what is causing you not to sleep, what is troubling you about your farm and your business. You need to be honest with yourself about it because that's the, that's the only way you're going to be able to go forward with it.
0: You've been listening to Let's Talk a podcast about mental health in rural and regional Australia. If you or someone you know needs help, there are so many places you can turn. If you need someone to talk to, you can call the New South Wales Mental Health Line on 1800 011 511 for some advice or Lifeline on 13 11 14. You can also access a bunch of really useful information on the Centre for Rural and Remote Mental Health's website, www.crmh.com.au You want to know more about mental health in regional Australia? Click subscribe. Let's Talk is in all the popular podcast places. So find us, share us and help us spread the message of good mental health.